Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Well, I just want you to know I did watch, reluctantly, the royal wedding yesterday. I really liked that preacher that they had in there. He did amazing in there. How many watched the wedding? Come on. How many did it reluctantly? All the men. Okay. Kathy says, just come and watch five minutes of it. An hour later, she had me. Those, those brown eyes, guys, what could I say? Okay. So anyway, I'm glad that Harry is uh, married, amen, and Megan, two incredible people, and they really have a heart for the less fortunate around the world, both of them, and I'm very, very thankful for that marriage and what God's going to do in them, amen? Hallelujah. Um, What we're going to do today is I just want to share a little bit about being led by the spirits. Come on. And Kathy and I have a message that we're going to share together. But how many know the Bible says, for as many as are led by the spirit, they're the sons of God. They're the offspring, the weos of God. And, and we recognize that even in the scripture reading today about the leading of the old nature, but also the leading of the new nature. And so we're going to be talking about that, but I want to just share something. You're going to hear a report today that is absolutely astounding, okay, that's going to blow your circuit, some of you, away today. And this report just doesn't happen. It's a report that we do every year but what you're going to hear this year just doesn't happen. I believe it's directly related to the choices that we've made as leaders and as a church from the very beginning to sow. Now, when we first started WCF uh, many, many years ago, my salary was $200 a week. Come on, and I'm very thankful for the $200 a week. Are you all there? We rented a facility called the Optimist Community Center. And in the Optimist Community Center, we rented it by the hour, And so we had that facility that was there, and we led many people to Christ that came in, cheerleaders and others that came in after we were there, and we led them to Christ, and many of them are part of the church today. But I'm saying all that because we made a decision in our first meeting ever that we were going to be a sowing church, that we were going to be a church that would be known for generosity. That was the decision that we made. Generosity is the very nature of God, and it's not just a concept generosity is a lifestyle. So what we've learned is over the years, when it gets a little bit tight, that's the time that we sow. And so we made some big decisions a couple years back to sow some big seeds, not our tithe, over and above the tithe, not just an offering. We decided to sow a six-digit figure into a missions project that was going on overseas. Amen? And then after that, we decided to sow another 25000 into that. And after that, we decided to sow another 25. And it wasn't the tithe, because that's all special. So we continued to sow, and guess what happens? What you sow, how many actually believe that principle? I'll ask you again, how many really believe it? Why do you believe that principle? Because it's in the Word of God. The Bible said whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And so if you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap from the Spirit. Now let me tell you what that means in the, in the natural If you sow uh, one hour of the word into your heart a week 
and you saw 50 hours of games, video games, and, and TV, and internet, and all those other things in, guess what you're going to reap? Boy, that got really quiet in there. But if you sow to the Spirit on a daily basis, guess what? You're going to reap of the Spirit. These are laws that go in. You know, I found out what Kathy's love language is and have sowed into that love language for years. And guess what? I reap from that. Because what you sow is what you're going to reap. Uh, one of her love languages is quality times. Quality time. You know what that means? Sitting there and watching the royal wedding when you don't want to. I'm serious. I'm serious. I had a lot of other things I'd like to do. But can you just take five minutes with me? So made my tea, came down and sat with her, and an hour and 15 minutes later, we were still there, all right? But you got to just stay for this part. You got to hear this. You got to, okay, okay, okay. So anyway, in the same respect, you're going to hear our financial report that's going to take about 10 minutes. And Brian and Sherry, let's give them a warm welcome as our CMO comes up and ministers this here report to you. Go ahead, guys. The first service, Brian's mic didn't work at first, so I was going to take the whole thing, but they turned it on, so that didn't happen. Anyway, so today, Brian and I get the privilege of giving you guys the financial report, and um, if you're anything like me, you probably absolutely love everything to do with numbers. Or maybe How not. many of those people we have out here? And okay, the rest yeah. of you? Not so much. Yeah. And um, the truth is, I actually, I have a, a high disdain for um, financial numbers and stuff like that. But I like the result of them, so we're going to go with it. So um, Brian, on the other hand, we went to, um, I'll just give you a little tidbit for him. We went to Costco the other day, and um, he, we're going through the store. And he says, um, okay, well, when we get to the checkout, it's going to be this much money. I'm like, all right, sounds good to me. I thought it was going to be like a million bucks. It's Costco. So uh, we got to the uh, checkout, and sure enough, he was within 50 cents of the actual bill, and uh, that is why he does our finances. <laughs> All right, so, um, so today, yeah, we're going to share the financial report of WCF. So um, I just want you guys to know uh, right now that these numbers only reflect WCF. They do not reflect Windsor, Windsor Lifeline Out, Outreach, uh, Windsor Life Center, Joint Management, or Open Bible Faith Fellowship. This is strictly WCF numbers. So for those of you who love numbers as much as me, we've got two slides for you guys. And those few people who actually like the numbers, um, Brian's got a slide for you at the end. Yes. So we got three slides we're going to get through today. So it's going to be nice and easy, should be fairly quick. The first thing that I want to point out is on that pie graph that you see right behind me. It says tithes and offerings. Okay, you guys see that? And it says $3.7 million is what we brought in for tithes and offerings last year. Yeah, give yourself a hand because that is amazing. That is you guys and that is your generosity that you guys are giving. Yes, and, and as you go through these slides today, this is a story about, about you, okay? This is about the congregation, about how, how we've sowed into things, and this is how we are making a difference, right, in God's kingdom. And so the great thing about this number uh, of the tithes and offerings is it's about a half a million dollars higher than what it was last year. Mm -hmm. So 
that there is, uh, is incredible. Um, it shows that we have been doing very well and that we are continuing to you know, grow and be able to sow more and more into God's kingdom. So that's uh, very much something that's exciting for us. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that I want to point out today is, that, is the one up there that says Abba, uh, says Abba, and it reads $534,000. And so essentially what that is saying is, is that um, each year we have the, the Abba offering that kicks off on Father's Day, and then afterwards you know, people continue to sow into it throughout the rest of the year. And last year we brought in $534,000 from that offering. That's about right on, right around on track for what we did in 2016. I think it was off probably about $30,000 or so. But that there is incredible. And one of the things that you guys should, well, I'm going to tell you a few things that you guys should know about the ABBA offering from last year. Um, we went out and we purchased, um, there's certain things that we do as initiatives. And so some of the things that we went last year is we went, we bought some different um, things for the grounds. Uh, for the grounds. We bought a new lawnmower, you know, a couple new lawnmowers. We bought um, a new tractor for outside. We also bought um, another kind of utility four-wheeler uh, for the property. And so that there, some of the equipment that we were running off of was, um, we'll, we'll call it decades old. And, um, and so now they have been able to really make a difference. Um, I believe that just the, the lawnmower, for instance, I think does like the grass in like a third of the time, you know, that it, the, the old one did. It, it's just, it's incredibly uh, quicker. And so we also managed to get through, um, we updated our, our servers last year. Uh, we went through and we've been doing some, some other things uh, along the lines of renovations um, as well. Um, and part of those renovations kicked off with something we've been talking about for years, which is the elevator. Our elevator is finally here, it's installed, it's operational, and now we can get to our basement and our second floor, and uh, that's really exciting. Nella worked really hard on getting that uh, going this last year. The other things that uh, we did is you probably don't see them all around the building, but there are many renovations actually taking place. Um, we have five, five bathrooms that are actually getting renovated on the main floor right now, as well as two on our upstairs uh, and multiple uh, classrooms that we're going to be adding in for uh, the empowerment classes that we teach uh, on Wednesdays. And the good thing that's going on about those is that of the seven bathrooms that are getting renovated, four of them are going to be something which you call barrier-free. And a barrier-free bathroom is, is something that allows for uh, basically um, additional handicap accessibility, which is part of our initiatives that we've been working towards here. And so that there is going to be really good. There's going to be one that's going to be down here by the main sanctuary, as well as down another one by the uh, youth, youth uh, gym entrance, right? So there's a few of them that are, are coming up. And so the last thing that we are working on is also um, the road sign out at the front of our property. We know we, we still manually change you know, some of those letters at this time, but we're in the process of getting that changed out to be a, a digital display. And so that will be really exciting once that gets out there. We can further you know, put the good news message out there on Walker Road. Yeah, so I just want to encourage you guys, I know this is kind of just a little break from the financial report, but for anybody who's struggling with um, just giving in the ABBA offering, I just want to share a, a, um, a story that happened to us a few years ago when Brian moved over, started working in Canada, um, he didn't realize he still had to file taxes in the States and because he's American. And so um, after a few years, we finally realized that we needed to file these taxes. And so we thought, well, you know what? We need to do the right thing. We need to actually file these taxes. So um, we filed the taxes. And just before um, the uh, Father's Day, we got a bill in the mail for $80,000. 
And uh, we didn't have eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand U.S. dollars. We yes. didn't have eighty thousand um, dollars to to pay to give. So um, so, anyways, we were really praying. We really felt like God was just telling us that there was a certain number that we needed to give in the Abba offering, and we just it was kind of like not that the amount was even be, going to be close to eighty thousand dollars, but it was a matter of like, well, now we don't even have this money to give. Um, so anyways, we decided that we are still going to be obedient. We had peace in it, and, and we were just praying that God would work everything out. And so we decided to give the money anyways, and we prayed. And then um, just after Father's Day, we got um, another message, in, or, uh, a letter in the mail, and it said that everything, they had made a mistake, and everything was wiped clean. We owed zero dollars. So, um, so anyways, so for those of you who are struggling with, you know, just the thought of, you know, should I give, am I, I'm not in a financial place to give, you know, giving, there's, there's supernatural things that happen when you give. So, um, okay, so this last little piece here, the little yellow, canary yellow pie shell over there, that is other. And that is basically the money that comes in and out, goes straight in, goes straight out. So basically, um, your encounter weekends, any guest speakers, um, what else, just things like that. Um, so basically, it's like if I were to send you to Starbucks and give you $5 to get me a coffee, and then I'm giving you the money, so you get the money, and then um, you go and you spend the money, buy the coffee, the money goes right back out. It's allocated. Yep. All right, so let's go to the next slide. Slide one is done. All right, so this is our operating expenditures. And um, I, don't, I just want to say the word expenditure because it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know what it means. Maybe it means expenses, but we'll just see here. Okay, so um, our little seafoam green pie shell over here, this is our ministries. And so this includes our Sunday services, our children's church, youth, vision, empowerment classes. Um, and it also includes wages. This is $1.6 million. And um, so this includes wages. We have about 40 staff that work here. About half of those are part-time and they're just incredible. They really just put their all into everything, making things work here at WCF and just making Sunday mornings possible for you guys. Right? Yep. The next thing, wait, yeah, don't take it away from me yet. All right, so the next thing is we're gonna go to the black pie shell here. She's this starting is, to like numbers more. Maybe just a little. I don't like numbers. I just <laughs> like what they represent. <laughs> Okay, so the black pie shell is our missions, and this is basically $500,000 that we um, gave out to missions. This is how WCF tithes, and it was up um, 125000 from last year, and Pastor Rick actually just gave out another $25,000. Um, so we have about 20-plus organizations that we actually give to, like um, Brian can name those ministries you got jam, jam is one of them jesus alive ministries is another we go um mario gigente over global in italy harvest global, like just, global harvest yeah. um, we give up to the church in the sioux with pastor rob and stacy quinlan yep. so we, we have I said many ministries and it's good it's a good thing i said that we've always done but we also spread our seed upon many waters uh in which we do i mean and the the, the life center is another one uh, wlo uh, and many, you know, local um, charities as well within Windsor. All right, um, you can take the next couple. Okay, so the general fund, uh, sorry, the general one, which is uh, the one that you see up there for $627,000, that there represents what you call kind of more of our supporting ministries um, on a Sunday. So it includes like your administration, it includes professional fees, 
um, and things of that nature that kind of aren't, you know, that, that mainstream, but, you know, you still need them to operate, like your technology and IT area, et cetera. And so that their number is pretty well um, identical to what we operated with uh, last year. So it was also right around $630,000. Uh, the other one is the building. And, you know, we have a, a fairly large uh, building here. It's approximately 130,000 square feet, this particular building. So many of you don't actually even see all the different areas. We have a full basement here, you know, underneath the fellowship hall as well as second floors. Uh, several of those things, you know, haven't even been opened yet because they're still under construction. And so, um, anyways, but there's a lot uh, to actually have a, a building that operates that's this big. And so, um, we ran about a million dollars on this uh, this last year, which is actually about $100,000 less than the previous year in 2016. Okay, so we did, a, did an excellent job uh, with that, but most of those numbers were very close to the same numbers that we had last year from an operating expenses uh, situation. All right, and in the first service, this was the cue that I missed because, you know, numbers. Um, but anyways, that small little blue part right there, the $6,000, $6,519, that's interest, and that's related to our line of credit. And um, I think at the, on the next slide, you'll find out, but um, at the end of the year, we ended up uh, wiping that out. Right? That is correct. All right, yes. so we'll move on to the next slide. And this is the slide for all you accountants in the room, and I'm going to let Brian take it. All right, so this is the, uh, basically the cash balance sheet at the, at the end of the year for 2017. And so it starts off, and it shows that we have $742,000 from basically uh, an, a surplus from our operating uh, activities, which essentially means that we brought in more through our tithes and offerings than the expenses that we ended up you know, um, putting out last year. So that's uh, quite a bit uh, of money there. Shows that we've done, you know, I think Pastor Rick and Kathy under the leadership have done a very good job with, you know, managing and, and working with the finances that God has entrusted into this organization. And so um, to that, we also now we have what we call these, these uh, non-cash items, which is something through uh, like depreciation. And that's $272,000. And that gives us a total cash provided from the operations of $1 million. Okay. So that there number is what we then deduct a couple of things. I told you is just a real quick thing, but your capital, we capitalize certain purchases here of uh, anything over $10,000. So if we purchase, you know, for instance, a tractor or we purchase, uh, you know, a piece of, um, I'll just say lighting equipment or audio equipment that is more than $10,000, it gets capitalized and then it gets written off um, and, and depreciates over time, et cetera. So that there represented $424,000. And then they have this thing at the end of the year with all, all of the bookkeeping that is done where they basically have outstanding, you know, accounts receivables or account payables or your uh, inventories, et cetera. And it's just basically how they end up balancing things towards the end of the year. Uh, it's more for accounting purposes. And so anyways, that represented $228,000, which gave us a decrease in our bank overdraft or our line of credit by $820,000. Okay, that is uh, incredible. So we had a very good year uh, that way. And then we had started off 2017 with a line of credit of $254,000. And that then changed, obviously, throughout the year. And at the end of 2017, we ended up with a positive cash position of $564,000. Give yourselves a pat on the bat because that all came through the hard work of, 
of the, the staff and the congregation here at WCF. We're really excited about that change. And so we, have, we are operating now, you know, in the positive on the cash flow. And uh, it's really, it's going to be a really exciting year. Yeah, this is really exciting. This is your church. This is what you guys are doing. This is, this is a reflection of your generosity. This is a reflection of your hearts. And this is your church. So, you know, give yourselves a hand. Right. And that's there. You give a hand for Pastor Rick and Kathy. They're going to come Thank on you. up, and uh, that is everything of the cash. Great job, Brian. Financial Great job, statements. Sherry. A couple of things that you need to be aware of is that there are no cemeteries on the board of directors here. On the corporate board of directors, there is no cemeteries because you know you hear things that people make comments that they're not aware of, and sometimes those comments they say them to the wrong people. It brings tries to bring um, detriment to us, okay? And so we want to just make that very, very clear. We want to also make it very, very clear that at the end of 2000, at the beginning, I should say, of 2017, the end of 2016 going into 17, we believed that we were going to be debt-free at the end. I talked to Brenda about that, shared with her, and she just said, I don't know how that's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Well, how many know God makes it happen? Amen? And again, we made radical decisions to sow, and then you can see that. That's probably been the best result. That means that this year is going to be, I believe, even a better year than 2017. We're taking the... Now, listen carefully as I explain that there. There's many, many needs that we have that the cash is going out already. Finishing up these here projects is huge right now. We're going to have it. But how many know all the units are getting old on the roof? If you look at some of the dinosaurs that are up there, they're 25, 27 years old. And when I speak of dinosaurs, they're old. They're not the energy ones. They use a lot of energy. And we're changing them as they die. Okay? But how many know you change a unit? It's not what it would cost to do a home air conditioner. All right? And so we got 20, some of those units that are on the roof. We're working on those as well as some of the roof repairs that need to be done. And also a dishwasher. How many love your dishwasher? I still have one. Kathy hasn't given that one away, okay? <laughs> pun, 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 okay? Um, she gave her wash machine dryers away in the past, so I'm just thankful for my dishwasher. But anyway, we're putting one in the kitchen. How many know when you cook for two people, it's one thing. We use it about every three, three and a half days we use our dishwasher. But how many know when you got a family, sometimes you're using it twice a day. But how many know when you feed at times 350 to 375 people for events that have gone on, conferences that have gone on, weddings that have gone how many know that's a lot of people? So we're putting in a new commercial dishwasher in our kitchen this year. So all those people are going to have that, Okay. And then look at your chair. Just, just feel the chair, okay? Um, those chairs are 30 years old. We're getting all new chairs to match the carpeting and other thing at the end of this year. Come on, get happy about that, amen? All right. And then there's ongoing renovations. I mean, uh, one of the areas that we really uh, want to help is in the area of special needs children that are in Essex County. We want this to become a priority here for us at WCF to help those families. And so we're going to build a whole wing for them over here, uh, a room for them there, and it's just going to grow and expand. And we're even going to be hiring individuals to come in to serve and to work in those areas. Amen. For the special needs. It's on our heart. 
to do so. We feel that many of them are watching by live stream, but they really desire to be in here. And so we're going to make that happen. That's a part of it, as well as many other projects that are on the list for this year. year. But I just want to just close with this here, and I'll share more. We do have the ABBA offering that has helped us really in the area to become debt-free, mortgage-free uh, over the years. And we're thankful because all these projects that we have, these special projects that we take on, it all takes money to do it. Amen? How many, if you own a house, you rent a house, you still need upkeep, you still need the materials. Uh, for our team, we take care of all of our own snow plowing. We take care of all the grounds out here. We got 50 acres of property out here. And so there's a lot of uh, property that we have to take care about here, a lot of grass that we have to cut and stuff. So we just want to make sure that our teams have every need and have the best equipment for them so they can effectively do the job. I'll just share this. One of the little plows that they got this year, year not counting the big one for the, the grass cutting, the big tractor, one of the little ones is able to do all the stuff by the offices in the front where it used to all have to be hand shoveled before. So instead of having four or five people out here in the morning shoveling, we just got these machines now. And we want to make it that way for every area of the church. How many know if we get the tools into their hands, they can do the job? And so we believe in that very, very well. As far as security cameras and everything, we're working and we got the ones now on the road and some of the systems up that's already running. And what you may not be aware of is people have used our property to dump. Okay, all kinds of stuff out here. I won't get into it all. But guess what now? With the security cameras, we can pick up their license plates. And we make a call. You got 12 hours to get over here to get all your stuff out of here. Or we're going to the police. Can you say amen? Amen. So we're able to pick it up as well as also to know who it is that's coming on our grounds and who it is that's coming on our property after hours. So we want to do everything in our due diligence so we need it. Our goal for the 2018 ABBA is going to be a million dollars. Amen? Don't, don't get happy about that. I'll say our goal is a million dollars. And we believe that, that God is going to faithfully take care of that as he has. The ushers have the cards they can hand out. This is the first week that we've shared on this here. It'll be going on for the next four weeks. And, and on Father's Day... We're going to have that special offering that is coming in. And we just encourage people to, uh, to tithe uh, regularly. But also, this is one time a year that we do this here, that we take a special offering in. You can read it in Exodus chapter 25 and also Exodus 34 and then Exodus 38. You can see where they gave a sacred offering up that they did on a yearly basis over there. And so this is what we're doing. In Moses' day, the people brought so much that he had to actually restrain them from coming. Okay? I don't think we have that problem yet. Okay? But we're very, very thankful for what God has done. Isn't it good to know that we are mortgage-free as a church? Everything is paid for. Isn't it good to know that we don't have a line? We have a line of credit, but it's all paid off. Isn't that good to know? And isn't it good to know that God wiped out 819000 in 2017 that was all the debt? Isn't it good to have that there position for 2000 So what you make happen for others, you watch and see what God does for your life. So we just encourage you, and I know many people are new in the church, and this is something new for you. So you pray and ask God what you're to do, and together uh, we will make a difference, and together we'll rejoice and get every project, everything all done so that we can be a blessing to many. Amen? Kathy, let's get right into God's Word. Amen. Amen. We are talking about the 
we're going to be talking about the ways that the Holy Spirit leads Led us or speaks to us. You know, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, and that is the very Spirit of God. And God wants to speak to us. He wants to lead us. He wants to reveal things to us. He wants to do life with us because he knows what's best for us. You know, so often uh, we want to just make our own decisions, do our own thing. We don't consult God. We don't really care what he thinks about it. And so we get in trouble. And then when we get in trouble, that's when we go to God and we want help. But how much better is it if we could just hear from God in the first place and right. avoid making a lot of the mistakes? Because our biggest mistake is to think that we might know better than God. And really, God knows all things. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm -hmm. He knows other people. He knows the future. He knows, you know, everything. And so what we need to realize is we have the ability to tap into the mind of God, to the heart of God, to the wisdom of God, right. and to the knowledge of God, and to all that he has so that we can make good decisions, that we can be led by God and be able to have success and victory in our lives. You know, Pastor Rick just talked about, you know, the Abba offering, and, and actually I didn't share this in the first service, but it kind of just came to me, so I will now. Many years ago in my old church in Mississauga, we had a stewardship program that we brought in to the church to be able to raise funds to build our first building. And so what we did is we asked everybody to pray and ask God what they could give over a three-year period. And so we asked couples to pray separately and ask God to give you a figure and see if it matched you know, your spouse. And if it matched your spouse, you probably both heard from God. And if it didn't, the higher one was probably the right one. But, uh, um, but anyway, my late husband and I, we prayed and we, you know, we prayed separately and we were pastoring the church and, and we weren't making a really great income. And, uh, and this is in Mississauga. So cost of everything was super high. And just to be able to buy a building or buy land was going to be a miracle. And so we prayed and we asked God separately what we were both to get, what we were to give together. And we both got $30,000. Well, $30,000 was about what we were making at the time. And there was no way we could in the natural come up with that kind of money but we pledged it in faith because we knew we had heard from the Holy Spirit and that's really the first uh, thing the Holy Spirit most common way the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through an inner knowing he, pu he puts something inside of you where you know that you know that God has spoken to you and we both had total peace that God had spoken to us that we were to pledge $30,000 but we had three years to do it and to pay it and so you know the first year went by and we didn't have anything happen so the second year we're kind of like okay God what are you gonna do and and that's when God spoke to me about uh, selling real estate and then that's another whole story I won't get into but God opened that door and and uh, within a year and a half like a, a year later I was selling real estate and uh, I made over a hundred thousand dollars in just less than six months and so I was able to sell so into the thirty thousand dollars that we had pledged as well as have extra money that we could upgrade our home and or buy a better home and so God was faithful but I remember when the Holy Spirit spoke to me about the woman's home and he said when we built that house I knew the Holy Spirit dropped into my heart there was that inner knowing that the building was going to be paid for that when we opened our doors we would owe nothing on that house and so I just you know, kept speaking that out because I knew inside it was true. And then two weeks before we were going to open, I got a lot of pressure, you know, saying, you know, being told, you know, you've got two weeks, you've got to come up with $300,000, you need to get a mortgage in line because you're not going to be able to pay off the builder. And, you know, I was, you know, I was hearing this from, uh, well, Brian, CMO. <laughs> be honest. And uh, anyway, our new, one of our new Pastor Brian's, we got lots of Pastor Brian's now. But anyway, um, 
but you know, he oversees the books, and so he's just being responsible, but he's letting me know. You see, God hadn't told him. He didn't know, but I knew because it was my project at the time. And so the Holy Spirit was going to speak to me. And so, but I felt pressure because I, I understood the circumstance. But I, I remember going to God that night and just getting on my face before God and saying, God, because you begin to question, even though the Holy Spirit gives you a knowing about something, right. you can still question, right. you know, because when circumstances don't look favorable, you begin to doubt. And so I remember that <clears throat> night feeling the pressure. And I thought, God, you know, you, you, show, you put it in me that this would be paid for. And I believe you it's going to be paid for. And I need... $300,000 and I need it now. And, um, you know, and in the natural, I had no way of knowing where that was going to come from. And so the very next day, we had a board meeting at my house for the board of WLC. And another couple ended up showing up that weren't on the board. And they said, we want to talk to the board. And they came in and they, um, they actually sat there through the board meeting. <laughs> and then at, near the end of it, they said, we have one question we need to ask you. And we said, what's that? And they said, what do you owe on the, on the house? what's still owing and we said three hundred thousand dollars and they took a checkbook out and they wrote three hundred thousand dollars and gave it to us and that was the very next day but inside i knew i knew and i'm telling everybody else that god was going to do this but the holy spirit hadn't given them the knowing because he doesn't always give it to everybody he gives it to the person he needs to give it to and so you know when we know when we have a witness it's like when i first got saved you know i i used, i tried to read the bible before i was saved and it made no sense whatsoever Right, but I remember man. right after I gave my heart to Jesus and I read John chapter 1, and it's like it all just made sense. It all fell into place. And I began to have revelation of God and who I was and what God's plan was for me. Like so many things came together. And the Holy Spirit just gives you a knowing, that inner witness on the inside that you know that, he, you know, that he's there for you, that he's real. And we're so blessed as his children that we have the Spirit of God to give us that inner witness to know the things we need to know for our lives to be able to believe God for things. And it's just like when you p pray for people, you know, you know, you have that knowing on, on, on the inside. Sometimes when you intercede, you just know it's okay. It's going to be okay. And the Holy Spirit just gives us peace. And he gives us that inner knowing that we need uh, to be able to do the things that God has called us to do. And so we have to understand the inner witness is the main way that God is going to speak to his people out there. The second way that God is going to speak is he's going to take his word and he's going to speak to us through the word of God. I want you to give that example this morning, Kathy, that you gave to them about the word of God on the giving thing, the, the whole aspect. Okay. You had um, that. I have it right here. Because that um, was a good story yeah. that went directly Well, this in was life. actually when I was a brand new Christian and I remember... Uh, it was actually, the, again, this comes in line with giving because the Holy Spirit, he jumps on board. He speaks to you when it's got anything to do with blessing others or doing good. And I remember <clears throat> I was uh, a brand new Christian. I didn't even have a job at the time. I had very little money. I was just believing God for from day to day. And I had an income tax return that was coming in that I had, you know, when you file your income tax, I was getting $100 back. Now, this was 40-something years ago, so that's a long time ago. But it was a lot of money for me. But I had pledged that $100 to my church. And I remember, you know, sometimes you make decisions, you know, in the heat of the moment. And, you know, I pledged this money. But then as time went on and just before the money was about to come, I started to, my flesh started to rise up and wanting to do something else with that money. And so you begin to think of what you could do with it. And I remember one morning I was, I was getting ready and I was doing my hair and, and it just happened that my, and I was actually in my mind while I was doing my hair, thinking about not giving the hundred dollars. 
I was in that place where I was really thinking, I really need this money, I really should use it for something else. And you know, so I was making that decision in my mind. And I happened to look down at, at the uh, desk that I was do where I was doing my hair. And when I looked down, because this, the way that God speaks to us, another, the, another main way God speaks to us is through his word. Mm -hmm. And it happened, my Bible That's was right. open, and my eyes fell on the scripture and I didn't open the Bible. I wasn't looking for this. But again, it was right at the moment I'm making a decision of whether to give $100 or not. And um, my eyes fell on the scripture in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 10 to 12. And this is what I read. Here is my advice. <laughs> it would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give. You were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you That's showed good. in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Now, that was kind of an obvious word that God just illuminated to me right at the right time. And I remember reading that at that moment, and I made a decision in my mind, I'm going to give this $100. Well, the next day, that $100 came in the mail. Well, it wasn't $100 that came in the mail. As it turned out, $200 came in the mail. So I was able to give 100 and I still had 100 So God took care of me. But it, I believe he, he multiplied it and blessed it because I was, he knew that I was going to give that $100. And see, when it comes to the Word of God, it becomes what we call a rhema word. There's a quickening of that word on the inside of us. And I believe part of our, our, our ministry here at WCF is uh, for the end times, I believe that we're going to be a voice, and I believe that God has a plan yet for Canada. Come on. And, and listen, in the natural, you look at everything that is going on, it looks like a nation is in the balance that's going downhill. You look at the choices that are being made, you look at the decision, you look at the debt that's escalating, you look at everything, it looks like it's going a, a, a certain way. But how many know the Word of God is illuminated to us, and this is what we're speaking about right now. God showed me in the book of Revelations chapter 7, He said, I saw a great multitude out of every nation, every kindred, and every tongue standing before the throne of grace. Okay, and I looked at that, and a lot of people believe it's going to shift back to Judaism, and that's how it's all going to finish. But I'm not going to develop this here, but, but nine of those here, 12 tribes are different than the ones that they had in the original. The Levites weren't even a part of it. The order is all different. And every one of those truths is the truth that God is restoring back to the church because it wasn't Simeon leading the way. It was Judah leading the way. And what does that mean? God's going to restore worship and praise back to Tabernacle of David, back to the church. And so these things... Things are already happening in every one of those two. Joseph is mentioned, and he's not even mentioned in the original group. I'm not going to get into the whole development, but here's what God began to illuminate to me. He says, what you think is the end is just the beginning of what I am going to do. And he says, darkness is going to cover the earth and gross darkness to people, but it's then that my glory is going to be manifest and seen upon you. So I believe to fulfill the glorious church, God is going to pour out his grace, he's going to pour out his spirit and he's going to restore everything back to its original order. We can't go home to the kingdoms of this world, become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ and he shall reign forever. It's not time to quit. It's not time to back down. It's not time to shut up. It's time to move forward. It's time to advance. It's time to get up and get on with the plan of God for your life because he has things in store for your life that have not been accomplished but will in this time frame of history. 
You know, it's really important to get the word of God in your heart because a lot of times we have decisions to make. And, and you know, we have other voices that speak to us. Our flesh speaks to us. Other people speak to us. You know, we have lots of voices that we're hearing and, and that are trying to tell us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And if we're not familiar with the word of God and what God's right. word says, and we can have clear understanding of what to do or what not to do. For example, you know, I remember there's times some people, they get into these get-rich-quick schemes, right? And, and there's a lot of them that go around, and they don't realize that the Word of God says to avoid those things. That's right. You know, it tells us that we shouldn't try to get rich quick. Mm -hmm. In fact, it gives warnings about it. Proverbs 28.20 says, the trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. And, you know, there's several other scriptures that indicate the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know what? Get-rich-quick schemes are not good to get into. It's not good to loan money to people or co-sign. The Bible warns against that. Right. Unless you're willing to, to lose, lose the money and still have a good attitude towards the person. You know, so, you know, if, I, if I'm going to loan money to somebody, then I have to make sure I ask myself, if they don't pay me back, am I still going to be able to love them? Am I still going to have a good relationship with them? And if I can't good say wisdom, that, Kat. then, you know, it's not a good thing to do. So <laughs> there's many things that the, the Scripture tells us not to be unequally yoked. There's so many things that the Word of God already shows us, already tells us what is right or wrong to do. And if we know the Word of God, then we're not going to get deceived very easily when uh, something might come to us to do. When we can know whether we're being led by God or just led by our flesh or some other source. Yeah, so again, these are areas that God leads us by. There was a woman that I really admire to this day. She has a TV program called Marilyn and Sarah, I think it is, or Sarah and Marilyn, whatever it's called. But her name was Marilyn Hickey, and Marilyn Hickey, I, I watched her when I first got saved, and she would just have words for people, and they were always scriptures that she would just zero in on and just prophetically speak forth the word of God to individuals for that area inside of their life. And so I have endeavored to learn the Word of God, so there's times that I have the resources put inside of me so that when that time comes up, I can have the Word for the person, and I don't know what the, I don't know what the Word God's going to give me for them, but it's going to be inside of me. So whatever it is that you put inside of you, it now has the uh, availability to be used by God to bring it forth out to them. And see, this is where a lot of people, they, they, they cross boundaries from the Scriptures because they know what the Word of God says, but then they don't apply what the Word of God says. And what happens is error and deception comes in because the Bible teaches us not just to be hearers of the Word, but to be doers of the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit is speaking today because it says seven times in Revelation, he that hath ears to hear, let him Hear what the Spirit saith to the churches today. So the Holy Spirit is speaking today, but the Holy Spirit will never go differently than what the revealed Word of God has to say. And that's so important that you get a hold of that because a lot of leadings, they will go, well, God's led me to this here person and that person's married. Hello? I don't think so. Can you all say amen? And so we have to listen, go very, very carefully to what the Word of God has to say in these areas. The next area is, is in the area of leadings, okay? 
A leading speaks of a prompt to, if you want to term it. It speaks about an impelling. It speaks about something that is on the inside. There's just a leading that we feel that, that we need to do something, okay? And uh, last year, I remember one of the strongest leadings that I've ever had was a man that I had shared my faith with many, many times. And he basically told me where to go and told me what he thought about me, okay? And so I went a month before this leading to go and visit him because he was over here at the uh, old Hotel Du Hospital. And I went to visit him. And in that, in that visit, it wasn't very good. He basically told me the same thing he had been telling me years before. Uh, you know, I don't need your Jesus. I don't want your Jesus. I don't want him. Amen? And so a month after that, I wake up one morning and I have a whole list of things that I'm going to do and I'm in my time. And I feel this leading very, very strongly inside. It was not in my mind, it was inside of my heart to go visit him now and to do it now. And it was like, I, I don't want to go there again. I, I, I got a whole thing on and it was very strong, this leading to go and visit him now. So I came out of the bedroom and I mentioned to Kathy, I said, Kathy, I got to head out to Leamington. I got to go talk to this, this, this person. I know it's a holiday. If you want to come, you know, so she said, well, I'll go for the ride out there, okay? Neither one of us was overly excited about it, but this leading was so strong. When I walked in the room, the man was open for everything that I had to share. It was the first, he was in his right mind, and he was open. He ended up giving his life to God. He broke. He asked forgiveness from his kids. I was there, and I dialed the phone numbers and got on there right with him, and he's asking his son forgiveness, asking his daughter forgiveness. His wife comes in to ask her forgiveness, and he breaks, and then he dies shortly afterwards. And so there was a leading to just go and do that. And these are things that we get these leadings at times that we don't always know what they are, but when you go and do it, you become the recipient of the greater blessing. Amen. So this is what we're talking about. As many as are led by the Spirit, they're the sons of God. Jesus had a leading to take the blind man out of Bethsaida. He had a leading to do that. Why did he have a leading from his father? His father led him out of the city to take the blind man because there was so much unbelief in the city he couldn't get the man healed and so he got him out and it's the only place in the scripture jesus made the command twice about the man to get his sight okay and he got his sight back but he had to be out so there was a leading what would have happened if jesus would have tried to heal him in the city it wouldn't have happened and so we have to understand the leadings that god will give us there's times that god will put on our hearts to reconcile a relationship come on He'll put it on our hearts, and it, and it won't leave us. It'll be there day after day after day. Okay, to what? So, so that we step out into this area. Because he wants to see things healed. He doesn't want us leaving with unresolved issues. Amen? So these are what we're talking about, being led by the Spirit of God. And you can, you can go to the book of Acts. Peter was led to Cornelius. There was men that were led by the Spirit to go to the house. The, the, the Ethiopian eunuch was there reading the book of Isaiah. He's reading it, and he's saying it uh, out loud. He's reading the scriptures. And he got stuck on a point in Isaiah, and he said, who's this talking about? Who, who is this here, man? And there was another man, Philip, that was out there that was led by the Spirit to the chariot that this guy was in, to the, to the place he was at. And he walked up, and he heard the man reading. He's walking alongside, and he hears the man reading the scripture, and he goes and he interprets it. And tells them, so it was the Spirit of God that was leading them. I'll never forget Bobby Caparata. 
Bobby Caparabo is one of my bosses from the Ant Mid Spinach Company, the Ant Mid Produce Company. You get the red potatoes, you see it to this here day, the spinach with Ant Mid. It's got a smiley ant on it. Okay, I work for them. And the one guy, I led 10 of the 13 to Christ while I was working in the company. But the one guy that was over us all was Bobby. I led his brother Sam to Christ. And, and one day I'm at the Detroit airport. And, and my daddy had told me earlier that Bob was in the hospital. And I didn't think anything of it. And then when I was at the airport, I dropped this off the guest speaker from WCF. I'm in shorts and I got a t-shirt on. And I hear this leading that comes on on the inside. Go to the hospital now. And it's like, God, it's, it's 9 o'clock at night. Okay, the hospitals are closed. Go to the hospital now. And I walked, I got to the hospital about 40 minutes later, and I remember going into the hospital, and all the doors at St. John's were closed, and I remember going to the emergency, and I says, hey, to the security guy, I said, listen, I'm a, I'm a pastor, I got to go visit a guy. And he looked at me, he said, you're a pastor? <laughs> you're dressed really good, you know? And I said, no, I, I, I'm serious. I, I got to go. And he said, what's your name? I said, Pastor Rick Shimatero from uh, WCF in Windsor. And he said, do you have a relative named Sal Shimatero and his wife is Ann? And I said, yeah, that happens to be my parents. And the guy looks at me and he says, Gumbadi. Okay, so anyway. So, so anyway, it comes to pass. He's a distant cousin of mine. And he knew them and he knew that he had a kid that was in ministry and that was me. So he gave me a pass. I get up there. By this time, it's around quarter after nine. To, and, you know, how many know the hospital floor is shut down at eight? All the visitors are out. And so I goes up there and, and there's Bobby sitting in a chair. And he's reading the verse. He's reading the Daily Bread devotional. Somebody gave it to him, the daily bread, and he's reading it, and he's saying these words. He says, this is what Ricky was talking about. This is what Ricky was sharing when I worked with him. And all of a sudden, Ricky walks in the room at that time. And it's like he thought a ghost came in. I'm not exactly, I mean, it was so easy. I led him to Christ that day. The next morning, his brother comes in and said, Sam, I made peace with God. I made peace with my family. Sam, I made, it's, it's all straight now with all the people. And Sam, I need forgiveness and this and that. That day he died right afterwards. It was like, these are the leadings that God gives us. They're not coincidences. They're not chances. But it's being led by the Spirit of God. And I'm just sensing how many people have had these leadings they just pushed them off. Just pushed them off. So that, that, that's the last thing they thought it was God, but God was pushing you towards something to do and to act on. Go ahead, we gotta okay, this will be the last one because we're running out of time, but the, um, we, we have to keep up with the first service. So um, that, that next one is having a check in your spirit. And um, a check in your spirit is when really the Holy Spirit is giving you kind of a warning of danger where you know something just doesn't seem right, doesn't feel right, something's wrong with a situation. And um, I've had a number of situations like that. I can remember many years ago when I was in Mrs. There's many I've had here, but I'm going to go back to uh, years ago, when one of the first time it was really significant to me was when this minister came into our church in Mississauga, and he had a ministry in Toronto, and he was sharing a lot, of, you know, with people about this ministry, and I had a check about it, that something wasn't quite right, but I couldn't put my finger on it. You know, it seemed like a good ministry, and nothing on the outside seemed wrong, but inside I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt like something was off, and, um, but I remember this man was going around, and he was trying to get people to, to, uh, 
so into his ministry, and, and I don't have a problem with that if it's a good ministry, but he was uh, going to be going, he felt called to go to Hawaii with his family, his wife and son. And so, nice mission, and so he had come to us and um, wanted us to get behind it. And we really had, didn't have peace about it, so we said no. But then next thing I know, he was going. So I, in my mind, I thought, well, God must have provided for him. And, and, uh, and I started to begin to question the check that I was having, you know, that maybe I missed it, maybe I was off, you know. And I kind of let it go and just kind of thought I must have missed it. Well, about a month later, um, I got a phone call from his wife, who was in Hawaii, and uh, they had gone down there, and so she told me he was in jail. Well, apparently he was in jail because he'd gone down there, he didn't have the money, and he had charge cards that weren't his, and he was using them. And he got caught, and he got thrown in jail. And so she was calling us because she wanted us to bail him out and get them all back into Canada. And I just said, you know what, we'll, take, we'll get you and your son back, but we're leaving him there and because uh, he needs to learn a lesson here and we really felt to do that and uh but but what really mattered to me was that check that i had right. which i thought i had missed it and then i realized no i hadn't missed Come it on. at all and Come i on. remember many years ago also keith butler so across the river he was flying back from california Los with Angeles. some of his team and they were going to get on this plane and and bishop butler got a, a check about getting on that plane and he told his other um, associates. Yeah, his associates that were flying with him as worship leader and some other pastor on his team. And he uh, told them, I don't feel we're supposed to get on that plane. But they got on it anyway. They were in a hurry to get home. He took another flight. The plane crashed and they were killed. And um, I had a, a situation happened where uh, this happened a couple years ago when Rick and I were flying to Minneapolis where I was getting on a plane and I always pray a prayer as I go down the jetway and I was praying that prayer and all of a sudden I heard I got this check that something was wrong something was wrong with the plane and I was in a bit of a dilemma because I didn't know what to do because I thought I could just not get on the plane but what about all the people that are getting on the plane or I can um, you know, if I go tell them that something's wrong with the plane, they're going to think I'm nuts. How much, you know, I'm going to say God just told me something's wrong with his plane. And it doesn't always go over well with security. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I was in a bit of dilemma. So I just started praying in the spirit. And, you know, and again, we have Good. the Holy Spirit. That's what this is all about. We have the Holy Spirit. So I started praying in the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, please let them find out something's wrong with this plane. You know, you need to intervene here. And I'm praying. And I'm doing all this under my breath because I'm in a lineup of people as we're walking onto the plane. Plane. And just before we got on the plane, the pilot got out, came out and stood in front of all of us and said, everybody go back. Everybody's got to get off this plane. There's something wrong with this plane. And so, you know, we have to trust those inner witnesses that God, you know, uh, puts on us through his spirit and it's all about listening to the voice of the spirit now there's several others we don't have time to cover today so next time we're up here we'll be sharing on those things but you know what we got to trust the leading of the spirit that inner witness the word of god and uh, the checks we get with um, when god gives us a check about somebody and many times i've had checks about different things where i just didn't feel right and and it's pretty well always proved to be true yep. and it always plays out eventually where it shows up sometimes a month Month later months later sometimes even a few years later but you know we have to trust what the Holy Spirit shows us if you feel something's wrong then trust God if you don't know what it is just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to bring it to light amen amen I got this letter from a man just being led I love you sir and know 100% that I would not be serving Christ if I had not come to WCF I called it the greatest church in the world and I truly believe that to be the truth 
So that's an individual that sent me a text. It's got a lot of other things in there that just felt he really was felt led to come here. Been here about four years. His whole life has been turned around, family and everything else, because I believe he was led by the Spirit. Amen? Many stories we could share. Let's all stand to our feet as we break bread together. Father, we thank you for the men and women in this room today. We thank you, Father, for the longing of your Spirit inside, for your sons and daughters to have ears to hear, but also to do what your Spirit is saying to them so that they can become the recipient of being in the center of the perfect will of God for their lives. And Father, as we just covered briefly on the inward witnesses, we've covered on the burning, the Word of God that's on the inside, and the leadings of the Spirit, and the checks of the Spirit. So, Father God, may we be sensitive to the promptings that your Spirit is giving to us, and knowing that day by day the Holy Spirit wants to communicate things, wants to warn us of things, wants to direct us, wants to guide us, and wants us to be led by the Spirit. So, Father, as we go uh, deeper into this here series in the weeks to come, continue to open up our eyes and our understanding that we can behold wondrous things from your Word. And, Father, as we go today in, have the most amazing afternoon in your life, and we will join our faith along with yours today. Have the best day of your life.